Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Ready? Ready. Hello, Megan. Hello, Giselle. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. It's very it's- typical of us for summer to, to have some some um, gaps, to have some absences, but we're back. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> exactly. We've, we've Things have happened since we've been gone. I oh, my God. Our last so absence was me-coded. This absence yeah, yeah. is maybe Meg-coded because she's had so many exciting things going on, like her birthday, and she went to, <laughs> I, she went to Ireland. Yeah, I did. I did indeed. How was that? Um, it was great. You know, just a little jaunt across the pond. The girlies have been um, traveling. You know, yeah. Honestly, like, want to still be on vacation, but I know. Happy to be back on this mic. Not Very. happy to be back at my work. Regular, Always happy. Real to regular be. job. <laughs> Always happy to be back on this mic here. Yeah, sitting in front of us. I mean, so much has happened since we were away. I think it's been what three weeks, four weeks, a month, three weeks. I can't remember. But almost a month. Our last almost. episode was June 29th. Okay, so we're dropping a July episode. Come on. <laughs> Come on, icons. Um, you know, regardless of the fact, at least you guys are comforted in the fact that we may be away for a few weeks, but we'll always be back. We'll always come back. And we will come back better than ever. As Hannah Montana said, you'll always find your way back home. You'll literally wake up. It's raining and it's Monday. Looks like it's one of those tough days, you know, but not a tough day tomorrow cause, or today because you're listening to our episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's just so much to begin with. There's so much to talk about music, TV. Breakups, makeups, movies. movies. Yeah. Should we start with the monolith of culture currently? Oh my god! And I mean, it's so funny because I was just looking at our last episode. Was called "It's a Barbie World." Oh my god! How and timely! It, it absolutely is a Barbie world. It is a Barbie world. I feel like last last year or last year, lol. Last month, I feel like we were talking about the promo and the the, mm-hmm. mar- the marketing budget, which just like didn't ever end. It, it and still, only kept it still getting... has not ended. Yeah, like that. What's that? Is that three D ad in like? Oh, I saw that. Dubai saw real. That. Like that's so crazy. There's, I mean, this movie has put forth so much money. It's recouping the money though. I mean, it's made yes. a, over a hundred and fifty million dollars in its opening weekend, which is the biggest opening of the year, if I'm not wrong. Yes, and the biggest opening ever for a female director. Which is amazing. And it had the biggest Monday ever with like $26 million. Like it was actually, I mean, spoiler alert, we saw the movie. Uh, Also, like we will spoil the movie because (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone saw the movie. If you haven't seen it, you're actually like, you deserve to have spoilers We really struggled to get tickets. Like it was a We struggled to not have spoilers. We'll never do spoilers opening weekend, right? But I mean, it's a... it's just, it's sweeping the nation. It's sweeping the world. Going on TikTok is a spoiler in and of itself. Oh, absolutely. I just watched the whole dance scene this morning. Right. <laughs> when I woke up. So, Meg, what is your what is your general review, your feelings on Barbie? My feelings are, I loved Barbie. Loved I loved Barbie. Barbie. Greta Gerwig is, I know, and I know she has this, like, early movie that like kind of no one has really seen but then she's three for three on the big ones lady bird little women barbie um and it's just so fun to watch her kind of like become this like 
insanely popular, like sought after director and like experience these movies in real time and see the, her growth. Um, but it was just a blast and a half. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. Everyone just seemed that was at the top of their game in the movie. Like, you know, even the side characters, because I think when we talked about it before, we were like, oh, it's really going to be like the Ryan and, and Margot show, which it which it kind of is. Also, I would include America Ferrer in that. Icon, legend, you know, the moment. Uh, much Ferrer. more of a main character than I was expecting. But also, like, all the side characters, we were talking about, like, Simu, Issa, Kingsley Benadir. Um, what's What a name? pivot for him with something Emma that we're going to talk about later. I know. I mean, God, he's having a good year is the thing, is, but in some, in some areas, it's not so, so hot. Um, <laughs> Emma Mackey and, and Shirigatwa from, uh, from Sex Education and what also Nicola, I forgot Swimbles. was in it for a hot moment. Nicola Coughlin. Oh my God. Yeah, very our, brief, but, but iconic. Harry Neff down. having a moment. Harry Neff, honestly, like the actress that you are hard. <laughs> yeah, like, literally having a moment. Like the line reading of like, oh, like I just like, will anyone ever think I'm beautiful? Yeah. <laughs> when she's like doing the glasses thing. Um, and I think it, it made me cry. I think it has a lot of heart. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've seen people like, and their critiques of it and whatever, and like valid, fine, fair, you know? But I just think, in the grand scheme of things is just such a joyous time. And I think it's like has something for everyone and is really just like a special cultural moment that I am like so mm-hmm. happy to be a part of and just enjoy. And I, I can't wait to see it again, to be honest. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I mean, one up everything Meg said. And I think for me, which has like been one of the most interesting and fascinating parts of this whole thing is like, and I've said this to you, I'm obsessed with whoever the like, risk taker who had the balls at Mattel to like tell all those men in that room that Mm -hmm. like this is the right thing to do I actually listened to the journal has a podcast and as I was getting my nails done yesterday I was listening to it because they had one of the producers on Barbie on it and Mm -hmm. I think she works from the way they were framing it on that podcast she works at Mattel or she works very closely with Mattel because she was talking about the fact that basically Mattel is turning into like the Mattel cinematic universe. Like they've got mm-hmm. the Polly Pocket movie coming with Just got Lin- Lena Dunham and uh, Lily, Collins Lily Collins doing a similar thing to Greta and Margot. Um, they've got this Hot Wheels movie coming. They've got uh, an Etch a Sketch movie coming. Like they like Uno on there. Uno. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, basically, like, this is what's happening. Like, this really huge IP is turned, like, that movies are the way to, like, reinvigorate your IP. And mm-hmm. I actually, and I think it's so interesting because, you know, as I said, like, Barbie was huge way before us, but, like, was still in a, its prime in, like, the early, in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. like, still doing its thing. Um, and now, like, in a world that is so social media driven, so visually driven, it's hard to get kids to sit down and like imagine and play like how do you reinvigorate a brand and it's like you make the parents fall in love again. Like it's like yeah. you know what I mean? Like you make you make the generation who used to do it like you play in nostalgia like that's such a nostalgia play and it, and I just like love obviously they're making like millions and millions and billions of dollars like I get it's always about that but like I just do love the idea of like Mattel being able to like make fun of itself and like this new idea of like feminism and it's nothing new like Greta isn't it isn't reinventing the wheel in 
in theory, like she's really like hitting on a very basic rules of feminism. Um, but it works because Greta yeah. is like a girly, you know what I mean? Like she's like, right. and the cast is right. And like all of it just fit. Like it really is for everyone. And I think like it, it was obviously funny. I loved it. I cried as you did. And I just think like first they just hit it out of the park. And it's rare that we have these things like truly like going to, to the theater I have not felt that way since Endgame. Oh my gosh. And I mean, just all in my experience, and Vera's as well, was that we literally had to get there 45 minutes early because oh we my went gosh. to a theater that didn't have assigned seats. And we just kind of like had a thought like, oh, well, we don't have a lot going on, so we can kind of all get there a little bit early, right? And just like, you know, make sure there's no like line and make sure we can get good seats so that we're not, you know, craning our neck having to go to a chiropractor the next day because we're sitting in the front row and the line we we got lucky that we were there when we were mm-hmm. because then the line started the queue started queuing the queue and queuing. it was around the corner down the block just just crazy people everyone feral was up. feral for the barbie movie oh yeah everyone was dressed up which is like once again like the world is on fire so like we just want to smile um yeah. and yeah it was like we got in the theater and like everyone was buzzing like clapping during the like before the movie yelling cheering when the pink like warner brothers logo came up everyone was just like lit it was just it's just so fun and like i see oh my god of course like because it wouldn't be i'm screaming without acknowledging the discourse like Mm -hmm. i've seen like so many people not so many but mostly people that i follow like reacting to these people being like it wasn't intersectionally yeah. feminist. I'm like, <laughs> I literally, saw this the exact movie, TikTok. the movie literally had like a trans Barbie. Like, I need you all to like calm down. Also, so the like, whole gag is that she's stereotypical Barbie. Right. Like, Margot is stereotypical Barbie. Like, that is the whole thing. And like, in a lot of ways, yes. Like, could it have been, you know, like that much more diverse, that much more intersectional? Of course, there's always a way. But it was a tight like hour and 40 minute movie and we were focused on the silliness of the plot like just giving us a story about like a woman discovering what like a doll discovering what it means to be a human being to be a woman right like that's the story like let's 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 um you know have some perspective here it's like yeah, also, like, she's stereotypical Barbie. Yeah she is the the stereotypical Barbie she does nothing she's just a blonde white doll and like he <laughs> thinks the... that she's saving the world, which is literally yeah. the irony, people. Yeah. That's the irony. Right. Like I just yeah, people Gen Z, sorry, not to drag no. y'all, but you need to all touch grass. I need you all to like be in the world. For so many things I feel like we're gonna talk about this episode, it's like, please touch grass. Oh, um, it's and it's, it's yeah, not everything, everything too far. Like truly. They can just give you the outraged. most woke Barbie in the world and people are gonna be like Wow, it wasn't. Oh, that's how dare. I just think people love to find a reason to be outraged these days. Most people are loving it. Because it's like if you're just kind of like enjoying something or like enjoying life for like five minutes. Right. It's like supposed to be a bad thing. Right. Rather than like always thinking about these things that we should be outraged about. And obviously there is a ton. As you said, the world's on fire. There's a ton to be fucking outraged about right now. But sorry, like if I just want to go see the Barbie movie and enjoy myself and enjoy my time and, and like have a have a cry have a laugh with my friends like that's 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 what it's for i left okay? that movie being like literally oh how i love being a woman to yeah. not not to quote miss gerwig herself again because no, she but is I'm the girly loving. of the film industry 
I'm obsessed. Um, yeah, I'm so happy for Greta. I can't wait to see what she does next. I mean, also, the, yeah, like you said, the side characters were amazing. Alan, Michael Sarah really Alan. killed it. Issa, literally, her, del- her line delivery was amer- amazing. The Godfather. The Godfather. America Ferreira, <laughs> like, truly, I feel like she is my star of the movie. Like, America yeah. Ferreira. The actress who played her daughter, too, was great. Star. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, we loved it. Point, no, point blank period. It's, um, we will be seeing it's, Oppenheimer this weekend. So next week we'll have wait. our Barbenheimer full situation. But yeah, we're excited. Yeah, the double header just wasn't really for us, you guys. It wasn't Sorry. in our practice. <laughs> it wasn't in our practice this week. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm loving all those TikToks with the, the voiceover went from the end of the movie with the Billie mm-hmm. Eilish song. Like, And I do have to say, and I, I texted you this, but I do, I, I, I owe Billie an apology, I think, because when I heard that she was on the soundtrack, I was like, oh God, like it's just going to be another. And it's yeah. very much a Billie Eilish song, but the lyrics are beautiful. And She'll win an Oscar for that. The the inclusion of it in the movie is like really stunning and and very emotional. So I saw, good, for, yeah. good for you, Billie. Good for you. I saw Greta talk, <laughs> on, talking about that on a TikTok today and she was like, Mark Ronson, like used, as we heard, like used yeah. it in the score and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Billy's good at these these things. Her and Phineas, just she'll win. She'll win awards for it. Duo. I mean, Speed Drive should be winning the awards, but Speed I know Speed Drive song of the summer. You heard it here. They, it could have been way louder in the movie, but fine. They really needed to turn it up. And the Lizzo um, song, I owe Lizzo an apology because I do too. We were both just like <laughs> when so I heard dismissive it, I was of like, it. This is so stupid. And then, but in it's the movie, quite it funny great. in the movie. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, it's, Lizzo. You know I love you, but sometimes your lyrics and your song can be a little corny, but it fit. So I'm proud of you, and I'm happy was, you got your chest. It was great. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, just like not enough can be said about. I know everyone's saying it, but I, I, I don't think it's hyperbolic. I think Ryan Gosling is so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, very funny. Uh, He's great. And Margot's good, too, as always. She yeah, Margot a, is a movie star. Like she She's is a, movie star. a movie star. She seems like a nice person. Please don't give me any information right now, at this moment in time, about her being canceled. Like I don't yeah. need to hear it right now. I feel like she's pretty okay. I mean, yeah. knock on wood. Um, But speaking of Barbie, speaking of movies, speaking of the world of acting. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. The SAG AFTRA, which I don't even know what the fuck AFTRA is, but the SAG AFTRA strike is upon us. People walking out of premieres. No more promotions. (laughs) I know. I mean, I mean, thankfully, and I mean, like, obviously we stand with SAG AFTRA, like unions, let's go. Yes, we stand with the unions. The writer's strike and now the SAG strike. Um, But because some of the shit you can, you're reading, you can read about like what the studios wanted and and how they have been like mistreating people, like is just like horrifying. The residual checks that people are posting is The AI stuff, the AI like scanning, absolutely not. Like I keep it, I hate it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, thankfully we did get the promo for Barbie and obviously like certain stuff is continuing to trickle out that was done before the strike started. Same with like Oppenheimer. Some of those clips have kind of been funny Mm -hmm. too. Um, but, um, but yeah, just had to walk out of the premiere Mm -hmm. and, and they're all picketing and it's, uh, it's what a time to be alive. Fran Drescher, who knew the nanny, um, Fran Drescher icon. Fran Drescher, the God gives and he takes because I think she's anti-vax, but she gave a rousing (laughs) pro-labor speech. She did. Um, But, uh, but yeah, it was that watching that clip, I was like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I feel like I could like run a marathon. Um, But yeah, it's been a really interesting time. And obviously, you know, 
lots of things getting pushed back, potentially challengers, unfortunately, I'm reading, might get pushed back, the Zendaya movie. Yeah, with the thing that, it's going to be real dark for a while yeah. for us. But We're going to have nothing but reality television. And did you see that A24, though, I think they're fine because they agreed to the demands of the workers or something like that? Did you see this? Well, yeah, there's certain things. Um, like, I think House of the Dragon is still filming because all those actors aren't with SAG because most of them are UK. I don't know. I mean, like, that was just the headline that I read. But, um, yeah, certain things are moving forward because it's separate of SAG. So, like, if you don't have your SAG card, like, you know how at the SAG Awards they always talk about, like, getting my SAG card or whatever. It's, like, you're not necessarily protected by the union, but also then you don't have to, like, adhere to the the union. Yes, exactly. You're not a scab, technically, but... It, it must feel weird for anyone who's in that position to to be working right now um, and not be standing in solidarity with your fellow actors. Um, but but yeah, it's about to be a really interesting time. And I mean, just what will what will happen? We're I don't waiting know. in I mean, the wings. There's, there's no. I mean, like it's kind of scary because it doesn't seem like they were even anywhere close to a deal. So. Um, it's going to take a lot to... Bob Iger, fork it up. I mean, Bob Iger, Iger fuck off. Literally, literally. fuck off. So bad. Um, I mean, something that I can... Some tiny, maybe, um, segue here. Yeah. This is a good thing for some people. You know why? Why? Because Marvel needs to take a fucking break. <laughs> oh, yeah, Meg. It's just so sad. Like... I know. If you've been listening to this podcast for the three years we've been three, four, three years we've been doing it. A little it, over three years, yeah. Three years we've we've been doing it. You have really watched our disillusionment. Was disillusionment also us falling out of love with something that forged our friendship and gave us so much joy. We're um, okay though. Don't worry. We're we are fine. <laughs> we're better than ever. But this thing is not. It's falling apart. And of course, that's Marvel. Both of us. Today was the the season finale of Secret Invasion. We both watched it, and it just sucked because <laughs> this is one Secret Invasion, as you guys know, has been one we've been excited for since before they were even airing, like on Disney Plus. Like, yeah, we Secret really, Invasion we, was announced pre WandaVision, so like we've been lit about this. We really put our foot in our mouths with this one, but I mean, they ca- went and cast Olivia Coleman, the best part of Kingsley, it, Kingsley Benadir, they casted Amelia Clark. You know, it it looked like it had all the makings of um, something kind of fun and different. Um, and boy, were we wrong. <laughs> we're, it's just because it's, it's just too big. It's too mm-hmm. big. Nothing happens. Like, it. we literally are coming out of this with nothing. Like, nothing. I, absolutely nothing. With, with fucking Gaia being a superhuman that I don't even think she's going to be in anything soon. So, like, oh, what was that? Like... We found out Rhodey's been a scroll for like a hundred million years, whatever the fuck. Like, that's a, I I. There's no way he was a scroll in Endgame. I'm sorry. What? That's what they're trying to say. No, they're trying to no say he's been a scroll since best, Civil War. No, his best friend died in Endgame, and he was there crying at the funeral. Whatever. I don't think that a scroll did that. Kevin Feige, no I, I read some stuff today, and it was like Kevin Feige was like, 
when I approached Don Cheadle, like he was so excited to explore another side of Rhodey. But what I think is going to happen is Armor Wars is now going to be about the fact that fucking Rhodey's been a scroll for like, or been a scroll for the past 10 years. And he's yeah. going to maybe find out his friend died. And then we're going to have to deal with all of that shit. Which I don't know. Oh, want. God. Because it never ends. It never ends. It never There ends. were no post-credit scenes at all, which was weird. Yeah, that's that's a definitely a departure. I they mean, killed two characters that we were literally watching the show for. That we liked, yeah. Maria Hill, hello. Disrespectful. Both deaths and weird and sudden and just like ended. The tone of the whole show was was off. Like there was no like rhyme or reason to it. Um and like looking back on it and like like, that first episode was intriguing, right? Because you just, like, don't know what's going on, and it's a bit, like, spy thriller. Um, but they did too much of that then, and then it ended. <laughs> yeah. Way too abruptly. Because of the whole scroll thing, like, with the fact that, like, there were, like, reveals of, like, oh, this person's a scroll, this person, whatever. There were, like, there was a lack of, like, actual, like, conversations explaining what was going on. You know what I mean? Right. Because the explanation was then just, like, oh, well, this this person's a scroll, so, you know. Right. They're evil or whatever. And it's just so weird because they they made – I mean, again, we talked about this, I think, last – because I think it was had just started the last time we recorded. But, um, you know, they made the mistake of doing the scroll thing in Captain Marvel, and then they were supposed to be good. And it's, like, okay, I get it that, like – you know, these, dis- again, disillusioned, like, scrolls, like, refugees on right. Earth, right, would, like, want to eventually fight back and, like, whatever. But then it's, like, the whole ending today where, like, the president, p- played by Dermot Mulroney all of a sudden, right. like, <laughs> who I love, but I'm just, like, what's going on, like, has now, like, set sent all these vigilantes to, like, kill scrolls, and I'm just, like, what is happening? And then, like, Nick is just piecing out with his, like, wife that we didn't know he had. That's who's a scroll. And, like, Amelia Clark and Olivia Coleman are teaming up, which is, like, the team up of my dreams, really. Like, iconic. Right, we love that. But, like, when power. will we ever see them again? But when will we ever see them again is right. And now they're saying that the Marvels is a direct sequel to Secret Invasion. And I'm kind of like, okay, well, like, yes, duh, because it's kind of, like, the next thing that's coming out. But also... No, because Secret Invasion was bad. I don't want... I, and I think it's right. the sequel in the sense that, like, he says, like, the Kree want to do peace talks with the Skrulls. And that's directly picking up the Captain Marvel, like, narrative and the, right, the plot right. thread. So I get it. But as you were saying, I mean, the CGI, horrendous. They spent so many millions of dollars on this show. Most of it was just, like, in houses, like, people talking to each other also. So, like, I don't understand how that happened. Right. Um, and then at the very end, the only, most of the CGI they needed went to this ridiculously god-awful fight between Kingsley Benadir and Amelia Clark, where they had all the powers, both of them had all the powers of all the Avengers all of a sudden, and at one point Amelia Clark had Drax's arm, and it just looked so wrong and, like, bad. Right. And it was so anticlimactic. It was, it, but then they were saying it was coming from like the Great Battle of Earth, and I was like, yeah, abomin. Like at one point there was like a abomination power in one of them, and I was like, he wasn't at the battle. Why would that? Why would his blood be? Maybe in the they're Great saying battle that he was. Maybe they're saying that he was, and like we didn't see him or something. I'm like, what know. is this? What is this? 
Um, no, it was, I mean, it was just a mess. Also, like, why would Nick Fury ever have this vial where, like, all of the Avengers blood was combined? In his, in his fake tombstone. It's so weird. And then they were, they were building up this whole, like, Olivia, like, Olivia Coleman was, like, the best part of it, but, like, also. Oh, my God, yeah. It was so weird to me in that one episode where she's, like, the whole time she was doing this, like, good cop, bad cop thing, but then, like, when Nick Fury gets into Finland, She's just like good. I don't like it was it was weird. Like I was like, I don't know. It was it was just not hitting for me. It was confusing. Nick Fury like really, had no idea who she is either. Like what why what does she is do? She, right. We've never I seen mean her she's before. like British intelligence, I guess. But it's like We've yeah. It was, it was just so was weird. Terrible. And like again, like you said, she she was the best part of it because I think she we was love her. she she did and we love her, and I think she did her thing where it's like she knows what tone she's striking and everything kind of falls in around her. So like all of her scenes were kind of like this like eerie, but kind of funny, like quippy yeah. thing. And like, yeah. And I mean, Kingsley Benadir did the best. I mean, that's who we're talking about. I mean, I thought he was great in Barbie. You and I at one point were like laughing our asses yeah, off he his was facial great. expressions. He, he came in, he did his thing with very few lines, but was also like a presence. And you're just kind of like, oh, gosh, like, he's one of the best, like, younger actors that we have right now, like, who should be getting more roles. And, like, you would think that something like Secret Invasion would kind of, like, propel him into, like, public consciousness more than maybe a Barbie, right? But in reality, people are going to be talking about him at the end of the year because of Barbie, not because of Secret Invasion. And he was the whole last, like, main villain. Yeah, Marvel's had a villain problem recently. In always the, in these last few phases always but like especially yeah. in these last yeah, few yeah. phases like I, I i think back to thor love and thunder christian bale's villain was a bad villain like a really bad villain like making wanda the villain was a bad villain like oh my god yeah even they like thought they, they thought they were doing something with that too even like when they kind like i love ryan coogler but even like black panther 2 or whatever yeah, namor. like namor like we yeah. kind of got there, but then they did this weird, like, maybe this Shuri love plot, and it was confusing. We were like, what's going on? Like, yeah, it's just, they, they missed the mark with the villains, and I think Ken, Kingsley Benadir is a great actor, but Gravik was a bad character. Like, yeah. they did him bad. So I, like, even in that ending monologue when he's like, you know, like, you failed us, and, like, now I'm going to, like, burn all of Earth. And I'm yeah, just yeah. like, what is going on? Like, it's like know. he's acting his ass off, but none of it makes any sense. And, and also, like, the if- stakes had never felt that high the whole show. So it's kind of like all of a sudden now we have to jump to this, like, the world's going to end situation. And it's like, okay, I can't get there. I can't Right, we're, like, deep. we're bombing the Russians. Like, the president's just allowing... Rhodey's just telling the president to bomb the Russians. Also, like... The behavior Rhodey was exhibiting, like, there's no way people could think that was actually Rhodey. Like, Absolutely I, it was never. just crazy. And then that whole scene, which I think we talked about last time, where Rhodey and Fury were, like, having the conversation about being black men <laughs> in yeah. their profession. And it was just, like, trying to do something that it wasn't doing. Uh, I don't know. It It's so disappointing again and I mean like I guess I'm sure there are people who listen who are like finally these girls are catching on right whatever because I think we've tried to to remain positive and remain you know like hopeful that that some of these things are going to be good just because again like we love we've loved these movies and some shows so much um 
and you know there's been some like little glimmers of hope at times but Mm -hmm. um but yeah secret invasion absolute flop for me um i think we have a little bit of time before i mean what's next the marvels in november i mean do you know just all that initially the marvels would have been coming if they hadn't pushed it back it would have been coming out on friday really yeah yeah, I guess, yeah, the Marvel's in November, and then... No, Loki's coming out soon, isn't it? Oh, Jesus. Well, then that's a whole other can of worms, isn't it? Loki, too? Because of because of um, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. So, oh, goodness. And I mean, the thing is, is, like, will they, will they push more stuff back because these actors can't do promo for it, right? So... Yeah. But also, it's, it's also, like if nothing else is going to be on TV, I know. then, you know, there is a gap to fill in terms of, like, put, you know, like, why did I just Google MCU? And the, the first headline is, Secret Invasion Gaia Powers. Is she the strongest MCU character? Like, and, like, we don't know anything about her. Right, exactly. She's not, a, she's a caricature. She's not a character. No. She's just, like, the, the trope of, like, the rebellious daughter like, I just can't. Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. Six episodes is not enough if you're going to do something, and they never did anything, so. People, okay, you know you're right, and I know you said this, but people are really just saying full out that Rhodey was in, has been replaced since the events of Civil War. Do people think, like, when he, because he, he was wearing the hospital gown, he's yeah. coming out of the MRI machine? I think, yeah, I think people think while in the hospital, because he, like, stumbles, too, and, like, they fixed him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> That's so stupid. Because then he missed the whole snap, too, so he's not going to have any clue about that. No. And then that's just going to be so annoying, because, like I said, Armor Wars is now going to be about, about that this. trauma, yeah. And I would, I want Darn Cheadle to be free of that. I know, and that's the thing. It's like this Why is waste really Don what you're like finally that. you're finally giving Don Cheadle. This is what stuff you finally gave Samuel L. Jackson. I know, fucking lame. So lame. Lame like romance plotline. Like, sorry, I didn't care about that at all. No, I, I we didn't need it. No, there was no need for like you didn't humanizing Nick Fury did not need giving him a wife because it didn't yeah. actually humanize him. No, not at all. It made him seem like a bigger asshole than he already is. But also, I didn't care. I liked him fine. I knew he was probably kind of, like, not a person. I would have loved for this to literally be, like, take one out of the She-Hulk book in terms of, like, a new spy mission every episode. I would have loved that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That would have been cool. Yeah. And, like... Someone was saying they were like, when when the whole fight was happening, the CGI fight, they were like, was waiting for She-Hulk to pop out and be like, wouldn't that be crazy if that actually ha- was where this show was going? <laughs> actually, psych, this is what's happening. Oh my God, I, that would have been so, oh my God. Now I want to rewatch She-Hulk because... Because uh, honestly, it I wasn't that it. bad. <laughs> oh my God, thinking about the fact that we have a whole plot line with like Mark Ruffalo, Hulk's son coming yeah. up. Oh my god, god there's so many it. things. I, I think it. Marvel needs to really like do a cuz like the reason that the first Infinity Saga worked is because we got the Avengers so early on in the plot. Yeah. We don't we haven't had that yet here. No, not at all. I mean, what's what's Sam been doing? 
literally this whole thing has been going on that's that was my thought at one point i was like what is sam doing he's like Rhodey was in falcon and winter soldier remember don Cheadle got randomly like nominated for an emmy yeah (laughs) and he was like i don't know i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean it's just so much like what is anyone doing while this is going on like and they try to do it like, why don't you call your like friends and, and Nick Fury? And he's like, like, I gotta do this on my own. It's like, but no. <laughs> I read. Another, but you don't. <laughs> I read another review that was gonna be like this secret invasion thing and like the fact that like the president has put an all out war on the Skrulls is gonna be like the fact that there's a giant statue in the middle of the ocean that like we've just forgotten about. Oh, from the Eternals. Yeah, from yeah. the Eternals. Like fully, we forgot the Eternals existed. Can you believe that that is still in this saga? I Moon Knight. But every time, every project that comes out, Eternals ages better. And yeah, it does. I feel vindicated. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess Loki doesn't come out until October 6th. And Echo and is when? Echo is a binge on November 29th. So, so once, we've got nothing until October. Uh, nothing until October. So that's good. At least. Yeah. I need a cleanse. Give us a freaking break for a little bit. Um, and then, I mean, the rest are don't have release dates, just all 2024. So I fear that um, those are all going to get pushed back. But fear, as I said at the beginning of this segment, <laughs> I feel like it's probably good for Marvel that this is happening. Reevaluate. Um, yeah, definitely. And come back with a fucking quality product. I'm sick of just the, like, everything feeling half-assed. Everything feeling like it doesn't actually have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just being made to be made to, to mass-produce content. Like, it's it's exhausting. And, and after seeing something like Barbie the other day, like, it just makes you realize even more how much, like, when you have people who genuinely care about the material, genuinely care about making it a quality product, mm-hmm. that it changes everything. And, like, thank God. I mean... Yeah, and then, I mean, the next movie is supposed to be Deadpool 3 on May 3rd, but they've shut down production on that movie, so I doubt that that's going to happen. The fact that Deadpool now have to, has to be in this world, I just am exhausted. Like, why? Why can't we just keep it separate, like, in I'm the comics? I'm exhausted. Like, I know he he does come in, but, like, it could be its own thing. Truly exhausted. Just let it be its own thing. <sighs> well, that's how you feel about Marvel, everyone. It's fucking exhausting. I think we feel the same way as most people do. I mean... Just final tidbit, like, do you remember, and I mean, granted, that was during kind of COVID time still, when WandaVision was coming out, every morning, you couldn't go on, tw- you couldn't go on Twitter, because there'd be spoilers. Yeah. Every single week, same even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it'd be trending, right? I did not see Secret Invasion trend once on oh. Twitter. No, not once. Nobody cares. No one cares. I barely, <sighs> I literally barely watched it. Like, yeah. I forgot about it. I was like, oh, like, let me put something on in the background. And then I was like, oh, right. It felt more exhausting <laughs> to have to today. sit and watch it. Yeah. Genuinely. Ugh. Well. Sad. Sorry sad. to you, Samuel L. Jackson. You, des- you do deserve better, but. Kevin, we've put so much faith in you. We're going to need you to go to a writer's retreat, a, a producer's retreat. I don't know what it is, but fucking figure also it out. Also, pay your writers, pay your actors yeah, better. Literally. All that stuff. <laughs> Darkness. Well, on a completely other pivot, our final TV thing oh, yes. is that is a reality thing. Yes, which Giselle has finished and I have not, which is, which might actually seem off brand when you hear what it is. It's the Netflix documentary Quarterback. Yes, <laughs> docu series, um, which is excellent. It really was, good. It's really great. Shockingly, yeah. I did watch it all because uh, Tim was watching it, and then I like 
you know, was like, oh, what's that thing you were watching? Like, turn that on. And then, like, <laughs> of course, like, I was very in it. And we finished it. And it was great. I, I yeah. famously have told you I'm going to be in my football era this season. So, yeah. Um, it Her was, football era is coming. It, We're going to do a Giants is, game. <laughs> she is coming. Um, <laughs> but, yes, it was very good. It was done by Peyton Manning, correct? Yeah. Produced mm-hmm. by him. Yep. It followed um, Kirk. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. The Vikings. Um, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And the other one that is relevant to me. Marcus Mariota from the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. He is re- he's irrelevant to most people. He, I mean, his storyline was kind of boring to me, but... I mean, it's he got a bad edit, but also he had a bad year, so that sucks. Yeah, you know, if I'm you honestly, sign up for one of these things, it's like you want to have the season that Patrick Mahomes had last year, right? Like, that's that's the dream if you're going to sign up for a docu-series. <laughs> right. And then it's like, no, you, like, miss, yeah. go missing in action. Like, you have a terrible yeah. season. You get replaced. It's, like, terrible. It's not good. But, yeah, no, it's I'm, – I'm almost done with, um, with episode seven, so – um, I've been enjoying it. Obviously, I you know I'm famously a football stand, but um, I was so happy to hear that you liked it. Yeah, and it was I'm great. looking forward. I'm sure it's going to get another season. I'm I'm wondering it did. who. Um, yeah, I'm wondering who they're going to follow. I'm excited to find out. I know. I was like, Jalen Hurts, of course, because I, I mean, know, I know who he like, is. I think. <laughs> I think. But I also think like it would be potentially good for him. Like, yeah. Given they given they lost the Super Bowl last year, so it's kind of like a redemption year. Like. Not that I, not that I'm rooting for the Eagles ever. Let's just make sure that that is known Clear. and in stone forever. <laughs> Never in my life will I ever root for the Eagles. But Jalen Hurts is gorgeous and a nice person and a good football player. We're so. standing. We're yeah, standing. definitely. If you're looking for something fun to watch that's different than the normal, the quarterback was good, and I love a documentary series, docu series. Yeah. It was great. Same. Okay. And, um, we will talk about it and just like that next week because we are, although we are both caught up, tomorrow's episode, as in today's episode for all of you, is really the big one of the season so far. So we wanted to get our reactions to that. Yes. There's nothing, nothing necessarily pressing to talk about from the last couple. Of no, weeks. it's the same old shit. <laughs> same old, same um, old. Okay, moving into some. Maybe we'll. Oh, let's move into Akatar. Yes. Tell the people, Giselle. I know everyone. I'm shockingly not done with the se- with the series yet, um, but getting there. No, just all you've done so much. You made so much progress in the last. Since couple I weeks. left you all, I was still on book three, mm-hmm. and now I'm halfway through book five. Everyone, I have done it. Basically, what happened with me is like I was in a kick of reading the third book. Like finally, I'd sat down and was like reading, 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 and then as an mostly Akatar books, which is, like, at least the first three. The last, like, 150 pages are, like, fucking crazy. So you just, like, mm-hmm. get sucked in and you're, like, reading, you reading, reading. reading. Yeah. And then I had literally... I knew I was on my reading kick and I'd already bought Frost and Starlight, so I had it with me. So I finished Mist and Fury. No. Wings and Ruin. Mm-hmm. And then I went to sleep dreaming of my, my fairies. <laughs> and then I woke up. I saw Mist or Frost and Starlight next to me, all like 250 pages. I picked it up and I truly read it in one sitting. The Christmas special. I couldn't be prouder. It, nothing happened. It was, but I, I was just like I couldn't put it down because I was like it's so short, which is a great uh, break from the 700 pages that I'm currently reading. But it was also just like I love these characters, and so I was like, you know, let's read about them. Literally, like going shopping and <laughs> what are we going to get each other for what is it called 
festival or whatever they call it. The solstice. The, the solstice, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, now I'm on Nesta and Cassian's book, as we all know, the fifth book, Silver Flames. It's very smutty, which we're loving. Yes. Um, it's very funny to watch Rysand and Thera from this point of view. Mm-hmm. Um because they were really annoying in Frost and Starlight. Um, and I can't say they're not being annoying now. Rise is being annoying right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love these characters. I miss more. She's like off doing whatever. Nesta's getting better right now. She's, I think they're having sex again. Like, I don't even yeah. know. Always, like, it's just always something. They just got back from the bog situation. <laughs> they're both, um, like, so obsessed with and in love with each other. But, but like, like they won't admit it. will admit it. Yeah. Um, Enemies to friends to lovers. Literally. Love it. Um, but where do you, my thing is, like, what do you think the next book will be? Whose perspective? Oh, gosh. The internet seems to think it's Asriel, which I would love. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I mean... That only feels as, right. As Giselle found out, as Giselle was reading Wings and Ruin, for, for those who have read um, the books, you know, she kept saying, you know, like, why won't more just be with Azriel? Why can't they like just being get so together? Dumb. Like, like, no, not being dumb, because it, it it's like, if you're not, if you don't know, you don't know. Um, and then, you know, there's a reveal towards the third book about why more won't be with Azriel. Yes. Which- <laughs> it's not because she doesn't love him. Right. Um, but I feel like if that was, if Azriel's book is next, it would, would make sense because I'm assuming that, like, we'll get Az's perspective and then, like, more will kind of be in it and then, like, the yeah. next book would be more. Yeah, yeah. And we would get, um, I mean, people do think that one of kind of Nesta's besties could be Azriel's potential love yeah. interest or Elaine. We don't know, you know. Elaine, Elaine and so Lucien are obviously mates. I can't stand Elaine. Um, I Elaine know, and Lucien are mates. Elaine. But, like, Elaine does not seem, you know, it doesn't seem like she's, sad about she's her gonna human be falling man. in love with Lucien, even though he's a dick. Yeah. Um, but the, also, the thing is, is like, if it's Elaine and Lucien and they do end up together, it's kind of boring because, I mean, not just because Elaine is boring, but it's boring because we are technically getting this with Nesta and Cassian, right? This like reluctance to be together and yeah. then obviously like falling in love eventually. And I mean, obviously that was Feyre and Rysand too, although Rysand was just constantly pining and obsessed right, with her right. and in love with her and she was oblivious, right? Um, so I just don't think it's a very interesting story if Elaine and Lucien end up together. It just feels a bit like Stockholm Syndrome, a bit like, like the first yeah. book, right? Like a bit um, as much as I don't think Lucien is bad is a bad guy, bad fae, but he's an annoying character. Yeah, he's <laughs> kind of really like, annoying. I'm kind of like, let's like let them make their own decisions, not be ruled by destiny or Yeah, fate. like break like, the mate the mating bond the situation. Yeah, because we've had enough of them at this point. Um so, yeah, Sarah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I think who knows, maybe by like end of next year we'll have another book. That would be really great. Um I know I'm like, I'm glad for the break. I did end up really liking Silver Flames. Um, and I think my advice to anyone wanting to read them, because I know I've talked to some people recently who are like, well, I kind of want to read them, but I'm intimidated. I'm like, you got to get through one, two and three, you'll get through no problem. But when you finish three, you have to immediately do what Giselle did, do what I did, which yeah. is read Frost and Starlight. Immediately. Because immediately read it and like try and read it in like no more than two days because yeah, you have to. it is a glorified christmas special and like if you get lost in it and you stop 
you are you are going never to be in the trenches with it. <laughs> like yeah. it's going to literally kill you. Um, and then yeah, and then I would say also like go right into Silver Flames and try and just like kind of do what Giselle's doing, which is because it Silver Flames took me a while because I did made the mistake of putting it down, and I hadn't gotten far enough into it. Yeah. And then when I eventually finally made myself get back into it, I got really into it and like yeah, it I definitely feel days. like for me it's like I'm at the halfway point, so I feel like the next time. And this is how I read. Like, I'm very much like a... I don't read for, like, 30 minutes every day. If I'm mm-hmm. reading, I'm sitting and I'm reading for, like, three hours. Yeah. You you know me on the beach. Like, if I'm reading, Absolutely. like, I'm, like, clued in. You are so zoned in. I'm zoned in. So I feel like the next time I um, read, mm-hmm. uh, I will do a big, a big chunk and then maybe one more big chunk. So I feel like I've got, like, two more big chunks of it and then I'll be done. That's so exciting. I can't wait because... You're all very jealous, I know, all the listeners, but I get voice notes from Giselle when she's reading yes. <laughs> the ending of these books, and they are the most fun voice Did you notes like the get. ending of this book? I did. I did. I did. It gets it gets the same way Wings and Ruin gets, like, super fucking stressful. It gets super fucking stressful. And then, and you're like, oh my god, no. And then, like, it ends happily. <laughs> like, Wait, Meg, like. now, that I, now that we're sitting here... Um, <laughs> I Meg finished Wings and Ruin. We were in Sarasota, Florida, like yes. in February. And I remember yeah. that you were reading it and there was one point in the book where you were like, Oh my god. Yes. What was that point? It was um You remember what I'm talking about. Yes. It was uh when Rysan died. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was when Rysan died. Briefly. Briefly. <laughs> Literally. Briefly. Um there was also another oh my god. Oh, what was the other oh my god part? For me it was like when the uh, what's it called what were their names highburn no what were their names the like humans that we were searching for for all those times oh julie oh no vastra vera vera yeah the girl and the guy that were from yeah 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 yeah. jurian's like og like wife or whatever they showed up and like all of them oh my god yeah i was like oh no No. and then when when their dad showed up i was like yes yeah that was a big moment for me too also, and I was with you when you were reading this, but um, the whole like uh, court meetup, basically, oh my God. Like, obsessed. The, the the meeting that we were talking the about. Meeting. I do remember being at the pool in Florida and being like, "Fucking finally, we've yeah. gotten to the meeting. It's yeah, happening." Was, we took a minute. Um, but yes, the oh my God was was rice and um, I was like, and then I immediately because I read so fast, especially these books, I was like, "Okay, he's fine. Right. He's fine. He's thank alive, God." Thank God. <laughs> um, but yes, Akatar, um, I'm gonna be so sad when we finally are done. But I know. I think we need to do Giselle's thinking of doing Throne of Glass next. So. I think I am. I think I'm going to take, I told Meg, I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to mm-hmm. do some books that I have in the hopper that I want to read. And then mm-hmm. I think I am going to do Throne of Glass. I love it. I love and high fantasy. I feel like it's my favorite, it's my favorite genre. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of want to make you read my my little trilogy that I that I love. Yes. Um, that the third one comes out in January. Uh, Realm Breaker by Victoria Aviar. I will read it anything. I have both of them, so you can borrow the first two. And I'm, I still have to pre-order three because, you know, now that I have both the first two in hardcover, I have to get the third right. one. Right. And one day we'll do <laughs> Percy. Percy Jackson. <laughs> Which is coming. I mean, it is I coming. I mean, like, who knows with the strikes again, but um, it does feel like they're, like, done filming the first season or whatever it is. Yes. So, very exciting. Lin-Manuel Miranda's very Oh, my God. Literally, I texted Meg, and I was like, absolutely not this. Not Lin. 
appearing in this. Oh, as Lynn. as Hermes. Um, okay, moving into before we, I think we'll end with music, maybe. But okay, sounds good. Uh, moving into some breakups and and potential makeups. makeups. <laughs> uh, the breakup that's happened, which was we all knew, the writing was on the wall. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez have ended their marriage, and now she is rumored to be dating SpongeBob. <laughs> and this has unfolded. And when I say SpongeBob, his name is. Ethan, Ethan Slater. Ethan Slater, who played SpongeBob in the SpongeBob musical on Broadway, which I have seen everyone. And much of the Broadway community believes that he was robbed of his Tony um, because he was nominated in the same year as when the band's visit won everything. Mm-hmm. And um, what's his name from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? was the lead in that musical and mm-hmm. won the best actor in a musical Tony, but he barely, I saw it. He doesn't like sing at all. So everyone was like, he was robbed of his Tony. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> like really sing. Like, the best day ever flips song, on stage. The best day ever. He sings that in the musical, um, famously with Stephanie Hsu. Um, famously with, with Oscar nominee, Stephanie Hsu. Yes. Iconic. But I mean, this was such a, a whirlwind, such whiplash, like, Genuinely, my favorite part of this um, was when the actual SpongeBob characters, why, like SpongeBob, the voice of SpongeBob, like on Nickelodeon, his yes, wife, his wife OG. made a statement being like, "It's not my husband, actually." It's not- <laughs> I was like, "Wait, we weren't concerned." It was like, "I love you getting your 15 minutes off of right. this, though." Actually, Obsessed. that was my no. It was part such a whirlwind because, like, obviously, we we spoke about this like at length and and I think very delicately and in a really really good way, not to toot our own horn about all the concerns about Ariana Grande that have been on the internet for the last six months um, back in when she made that video, you know, kind of talking about how like people were talking about her and she didn't Mm -hmm. find it right and blah, blah, blah. Um, And around that time after that, like then there were like the rumors that her and Dalton were like not doing well. Um, And I think like, anyone could kind of see the right, again, like you said, the writing on the wall, she's in London filming the wicked movie, like all this stuff. Um, So finally it came out. Mm -hmm. They are, divorcing they are they have been separated apparently since january um and then it's like then she goes to wimbledon with jonathan bailey and sits in between jonathan bailey and andrew garfield looking like she's and, having a and blast. i and i was literally like wow i would i would die to be ariana grande right now like right. literally and then there's like stupid people who don't know that jonathan bailey is gay which like get what, get on the internet get on get a little yeah. bit more online um, who were like, oh my gosh, like her wicked co-star, like Jonathan Bailey, and it's like he's literally gay, like, like they're they're friends, <laughs> like, like it's just, and also they both went with like Ralph Lauren or whatever yeah. it was to the to Wimbledon. Um, I was more like, okay, Andrew Garfield single, like let's make <laughs> right. that happen, <laughs> literally, um, but also maybe but, not, <laughs> but not really because he's also like almost forty. Um, uh, and then it's like the next day, the next day, this news breaks about. Ariana Grande is dating her Wicked co-star, Ethan Slater. And now this was such a funny day on the internet because the Broadway, Broadway Twitter very much also intersects, I think, with Ariana Grande Twitter because that's where Ariana got her start, right? Yeah, on 13. So there's a lot of people who are very invested in this. And of course, then it comes out. 
he he didn't make his his Instagram private fast enough no. because everyone rushes to his Instagram. His most recent grid post is a Mother's Day post for his wife. As we all know, Mother's Day was in May. That's right. two months ago, two right. short months ago. Like very 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 dark times. He eventually does go private on Instagram, um, and his wife has since spoken out, saying or not her specifically, but sources close to his wife, her publicist or whatever. Um, that she was blindsided and that Ariana would hang out with Ethan and his wife before people are saying it's giving Raquel from Vanderpump Rules. Like, yeah, it's dark. It's just not good times for Ari. Um, and then, and, of course, like people are digging up like the Naya Rivera stuff, the right. Cassie David stuff, yeah. the Jeannie Ico. Ico stuff. Yeah. Basically, like... The narrative is like in enough words is like that Ariana Grande is home wrecking, but serial um, home wrecking. You know, I don't, I don't know. I can't say. I can't tell. I, I don't know. Right, what the we don't know. Is, but we don't know the it's truth. Not looking great for Ari. And also, the, another funny anecdote about all of this is that it, they were saying that like Dalton Gomez didn't was shocked by Ariana Grande's fame, which is, which is, which is a theme that has come up very recently with these pop stars, right? Like if you're looking at. Taylor Swift's breakup and now Ariana Grande's of like relationships that really had a ton of their um, time spent together in COVID, right? right. Where things aren't very, um, you know, public and, and are very much more private. So, um, but also I just think that's a bit of a, of a you know, a scapegoat excuse um, in terms of maybe like why you had a, you know, quick two year marriage. Um, but there's also stuff that's come out that he was like very religious, didn't want to split up, like wanted to work on it. That feels kind of dark to me. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. All the above. It's interested to see how this unfolds. Um, it's like we said, it's not looking great for Miss Grande right now, but at this point I'm kind of like, I don't really care about what you're doing in your personal life. Like release music or don't being wicked or don't you know what I mean like I'm like mm. she At also this point, she's just always so chaotic with these kind of things like I'm like whatever this is not shocking she me. is she is a chaos agent she has not always will be she has a song called break up with your girlfriend I'm bored right like people, I mean she's been saying been, who she is it's been you know I mean honestly since and I mean like this is obviously a dark thing but since that bombing at her concert in Manchester mm-hmm. um I feel like she has only gotten like that much more famous since that Almost. Yeah. And then obviously the Pete Davidson stuff and, and then Mac Miller dying and all this stuff. So she, it's just like there's chaos surrounding her all the time. And I think like we kind of forgot about that because she's been like kind of quiet filming mm-hmm. the Wicked movie. But I do think like this is this is like very on brand for Ariana. And she's still in her 20s. Like she's young. Right. She's not like, you know. And I mean, obviously hearsay and, and um, it's all alleged, alleged until um, we have more details. But the fact that like no one has denied this makes me think that there is a relationship happening absolutely kind of relationship rebound private. yeah um you know is just really dark and yeah i don't know we will I keep wish... you all updated of course of course i mean it does seem like this is not stopping anytime soon it's going to become a bit of a saga so um the thing is is that we love our celebrities a little messy don't we we do it keeps us. It keeps us going. It keeps, keeps the, us going. Keeps the lights on, of course. Keeps the lights on. Um, speaking of mess, another. I guess we talked about the breakup. Yeah. The potential makeup 
is that Jordan Woods and Kylie Jenner were seen together. Seen together. Honestly, I love this. Yeah, same. I love this. I mean, not necessarily for Jordan. I hope that Jordan is being kind to herself and is not like just like waltzing back in the minute Kylie, you know, like picks up the phone. Right. Now, I I think that this is perfectly fine. And I, I think that the way that Chloe has behaved in this relationship with Tristan, and I mean, you know, not trying to like victim blame or whatever. Obviously, he's the cheater. He's a piece of shit. But the way she took that man back and had another baby with him and, and then he just show, keeps back showing again. her back together again with him. He has shown her who he is. Jordan Woods, I think, made a mistake and was literally hung out to dry and crucified for it. And there's no reason why Kylie shouldn't be able to take her lifelong best friend back into her life if Chloe has been able to take back Tristan this many times. I so, think they've been talking. Good for I Kylie. Think that, I think that they've been friends. Like, I think it's all in the... Like, this is going to be a plot point next season. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's all in Chris Jenner's big game. Yeah. Chris Jenner is waving her wand... And telling people when to move. Absolutely. She That's all we have exactly to say. what she's doing. Interesting. Yeah. Intriguing. Interesting. <laughs> and we're, we're supportive. I, I like Kylie. Absolutely. As much as you can like any of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, she's she's one of the least annoying ones. I mean, like that whole Travis Scott Astro World thing was dark, but clearly that's over because she dropped him as fast as she could after that. Yeah. Honestly, good for her. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Um... Okay, moving into our final part of the pod, some musica. Musica. Um, first and foremost, Miss Rodrigo did drop Vampire. Yes. And a good song. Nothing special, I think. It's a good song. It's stuck in my head. But, I mean, yeah. It's not yeah, we didn't, it's, we didn't. We didn't talk about Vampire, right? I don't think so. Our last, it came out on the 30th. Right? Friday yeah. the 30th. So, yeah. So, it was, like, the day before. Um, yeah. No, it's a smash. It's it's good. It's um, It builds. It's great to fun to listen to it spin, mm-hmm. I think, um, for both of us. I speak for both of us when I say that. Um, it's not driver's license. I think it's a solid start to her sophomore effort, to, to sound like a little I thought she's not music, giving it that music critic. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm like, when is the next single? Cause like the album comes out in September. It's like, we should get one in the next couple of weeks. Um, guts will be with you. Guts will be with you. Guts will be with you. Shortly. Olivia Rodrigo is just boring to me, but she is. I like her. I like vampire. I like her music. Like I streamed sour. I was, I still stream sour, but oh, yeah, yeah, she's sour. There are some sour songs in boring. my top 10 most listened to of all time, which I'm trying to rectify, but she is boring and I want yeah. to cancel her stylist for never putting her in a necklace. It's my pet peeve. Nothing makes me angrier than when I see Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo with a pretty dress on and no necklace. What is And it's usually, it's always like, you know, like sleeveless or like, right. you know. Why and And like a scoop necklaces? neck. So it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> What's the reason? It and it's not like me. she's wearing like, really like, you know, like statement earrings. There's just kind of nothing going on. With yeah, the, boring. With the, the jewelry, the accessories. If you're not doing it like Dua Lipa, don't do it at all. I'm sorry. I mean, she is that girl. We didn't even If you're not doing fashion her like her, don't do it at all. If you're not right. doing fashion, if you're not doing life, this you're girl not is like fun. on vacation, La Dolce Vita 24-7. She is living La Dolce Vita lifestyle. Always. Always. No one can steal Dua Lipa's La Dolce Vita, La Dolce Vita <laughs> lifestyle. 
And that's that on that. Uh, and that's that on that. Um, um, Troy also released a new song. Yeah, Lush. we've been waiting. We've been waiting for new music from Troy Sivan for a long time. He's having a moment. Like, I feel he is absolutely having a moment. Obviously, he was in the Idol flop, um, but like, he was like, ended up being a big part of that, which was weird. And like, I think. Uh, you know, I think I'm excited for the album. I feel like he, I'm happy that he's back in the consciousness, like even more than he was before, like very like prominently. Um, and Rush is a fun summer song. The music video, like some of the other girls aren't just aren't doing it like that. You know what I mean? They're not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, people were mad about Rush, of course, yes, because they're always course. mad. Outrage, fellow outrage. They basically were mad because they said there wasn't enough like body diversity body in Rush. <laughs> To which I say, I don't think it was for us. <laughs> like, it wasn't. I, as, speaking as a, a curvy girly, I don't think it was for me. And you know what? I'm fine with that. I, I don't think I would find myself in the white gay male camp. Um, I'm happy for them. I enjoyed yeah, watching enjoy. it. I enjoyed loving and living the summer camp experience through my screen. But I don't, I don't think... I personally need to feel represented. But maybe some people feel differently. No. I just need to dance to Rush at a bar it's at like, one point this summer. I don't think Troy Sivan, and I think he said this, he was like, I literally, like, didn't even think about it. Like, yeah. I, which, like, I genuinely think he just, like, made a music video about, like, him. Like, little yeah. hymns, dancing all around. It's like, I don't know. Maybe because I like Troy Sivan, I genuinely don't think he's, like, he's any of the things like a bad person or out to get anyone or like whatever like people are allowed to be mad but also at the same time like this is not this is not the hill you should be dying on in my opinion literally no it's again it's like we were saying before about barbie and it's like we'll probably likely talk about after we see oppenheimer this weekend because i've been seeing some tweets about like the bechdel test and like oh my gosh oppenheimer doesn't pass the bechdel test and it's like why so badly do you want women to have been in the room when the atomic bomb was developed? Like, that is just giving very male energy right. and destructive energy. And I'm fine if Florence Pugh and Emily Blunt don't have a conversation about anything other than a man in that, in that movie. Right. Okay, like, I'm good with it. I know what I'm signing up for when I'm going to see fucking Oppenheimer. Exactly. A film by Christopher Nolan. Exactly. It's a bunch of white men in rooms talking about... Atomic destroying bombs. things and being destructive and that is that on and that. that's what i'm excited to see exactly <laughs> um, and i'm excited for all the things troy has for us and yes, I, if they're too. all of, of this course. experience I'm, I'm gonna watch I'm, I'm enjoying watching other experiences i think he's been planning like a lot of stuff and i think that's, yeah like he's gonna have like a proper rollout and it'll be great agreed i mean i'm looking forward to it we are excited we will stay tuned and finally <sighs> Speak Now, Taylor's version came out. It did. I won, I feel. Giselle won. Absolutely. We all I, won. We all won. I particularly won. Yes. Giselle has told us before she's Speak Now girly. This was the moment. I am indeed. And I mean, it's great. Obviously, you know, it's it's a re-record. But the bonus tracks are fun. Her voice sounds amazing. Um, it's so know. fun. It's the few, the very few visuals she gave us. She looks gorgeous. We are, um, we are streaming, of course. I mean, and... I, I've gone on record with my friends. I'll go on record on this podcast. I think it's her best album. So, <laughs> I, I loved it. Absolutely, say say it with your whole chest. I say it with my whole chest. The writing was, honestly, I feel like her writing's never been better. 
I know people will say that it's folklore evermore. Mm, no. I mean, it's it this was is me swallowing my pride, standing in front of you, saying I'm sorry for that night. Come on. I go back to the summer all the time. Lyrics. Um, the pen. The pen. The pen was the pen unmatched. was mightier than the sword. Um, she. Yeah, I mean, and something we were talking about, it's, like, so interesting these days because, like, these TikTok songs are, like, two minutes long, right? And, like, the average song length on Speak Now is, like, four and a half minutes. Give me a like, bridge, bitch. Like, she's given us six-minute songs. She she did not hold anything back, and uh, we are grateful. Yeah, true. Like, I, I mean, you, the people on the podcast know, like, I was, I'm not really a, a current girly. I'm definitely of the older ages, and this was fun for me to get to be a part of the, the culture, the TV culture for a bit in a way that was very exciting and thrilling and brought me back to happy times. Yeah. And I mean, some fun ones coming up. 1989. Taylor yes. Version another next. one I liked. And then just always going to get on the, um, on the bandwagon for rep Taylor's version with me. I am. I am indeed. <laughs> Lots of green pastures ahead. But of course there will always be wrenches thrown in by these celebs. As we said, we love them messy. We do. Um, and there was a lot to talk about today. Hopefully there'll be more to talk about next week. Because we will be back. <laughs> I'm sure there'll um, be something. <laughs> there will be so much. But we hope you guys enjoyed this catch up of the last three weeks. Um, so much happened. So much to come. Oppenheimer and just like that will be next week. And as Meg said, of course, a lot of other things. We love you all so much. Thank you for always listening, even when we take little breaks. And most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.